There's going to be a lot of talk about how JT Tuomaloa and Jack Sawyer will be impactful for the Buckeyes defense in the fall. Have you thought about any other Ohio State defensive ends that will, will be needed for the Buckeyes defense to be successful? I got a couple names that come into my mind when I think about this topic. We'll discuss them today on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 21st in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order during today's episode we will discuss who i believe is the best ohio state running back of the 21st century and also discuss an abnormal occurrence in recruiting but first think about jt twimaloa what we saw a year ago at ohio state we all remember what he did against penn state making a great name for himself and really showing everybody when he's at his best this is what he can do Jack Sawyer is another defensive end that will be needed for Ohio State, and he'll probably start. What about other Buckeye defensive ends? Or oh, I think about other guys that the Buckeyes will need in the fall. Kenyatta Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry quickly come to mind. We often talk in the offseason about how Larry Johnson consistently plans to rotate on the defensive line. You can't get away from it. It's going to happen. And when you think about rotating on the D-line, what does that do? It helps your guys stay fresh. Also, it allows for a little bit of versatility. Maybe a guy can play multiple spots, multiple sets, defensive end. Maybe he's one guy's great with a heavy unit. Great. Offense brings in a heavy package. You bring this guy in. Oh, you, they go a little speed. He comes off. You put somebody else back in. So it allows you to stay fresh, but also it allows you to get some guys some more reps and develop them during their sophomore campaigns. In come Kenyatta Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry. Jackson Jr. stands at six foot five, 252 pounds. From Shamadad Madonna Prep down in Hollywood, Florida. And then Caden Curry, then the six foot three, 259 pounds from Center Grove High School in Greenwood, Indiana. Both of these guys possess a skill set, have been working and grinding during the offseason to have a shot and a chance to play football for the Buckeyes in the fall. And I do believe when you think about Tuimaloa and Sawyer, I think Tuimaloa is the one that you're not going to move him. I am still not sold that Jack Sawyer is the guy, that he has won the job. And when you think about the other defensive ends outside of Troy Malowal, that Sawyer has grinded so much and he's proven he is the second-best defensive end at Ohio State. It can happen. I don't know if it's happened yet. I do think he'll start. But I think he also knows you got some hungry dogs behind He has some hungry dogs behind him. 
Kenyatta Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry, what are they going to bring? Some youth. They're going to bring some spunk. They're going to bring some versatility. I have seen with my own two eyes, Caden Curry at the high school level, being able to line up all along the defensive line and be successful. I've seen his high school run a four, uh, four lineman, which was rare. They mainly ran three down linemen. And what did he do? He succeeded consistently. Now, Kenyatta Jackson Jr. is another one. We heard during spring practice that he ended up uh, flashing and making some phenomenal plays there, and great. I am here for it. I love hearing those things about young Buckeyes and how they flash during spring practice. But this is the kicker. One, I do believe the Buckeyes will need to play young defensive ends in 2023. I don't think that's a problem either. But two, I think these guys are so hungry, and Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry, not only will they need to play, ultimately, I think they'll be playing so well that it's going to be hard to not play them on the football field. Think about you and when you watch sports. You may be a Buckeye basketball fan. Remember last year, early on, we discussed Bryce Sensiball, and Bryce Sensiball was a guy that when you watched him play basketball, didn't start at the beginning of the season, but what did you see quickly? It's going to be hard to keep that young man off the basketball court. Why? Because he's so talented. He is so good. He has an above average and exceptional mid-range game. He also possessed a really good frame for a freshman, just for any basketball player, 235, 235 pounds, standing about six foot six. What did he do? He learned how to use his frame properly. And he played so well, so consistent, so lethal on the basketball court. What did we find? We found that it was hard for Chris Holtman to keep him outside of the starting lineup. I remember tweeting it, actually, maybe a couple times during the season. It's going to be hard to keep this young man out of the starting lineup. You put him in the starting lineup, and then ultimately he comes out, and I'm back here on the show saying, why is Sensabaugh not on the court? He's clearly your best player. He's clearly, clearly your leading scorer. What do the good players do when times get tough, especially during the Big Ten schedule? Rise to the occasion, or you see what they're made of. Bryce Sensabaugh is one. He needed to play consistently. He proved it. And I have a belief in Keanu Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry that throughout the season, they're also going to be guys that prove they need to play the football consistently for Ohio State in the fall. When it comes to Caden Curry, he made a comment earlier during a presser and I think it's true about just anybody, any athlete. We all talk about when it comes to the recruiting, Brian Smith, when he's on here with us, Locked On's recruiting analyst, I always discuss, we've been doing this on recruiting updates for months. Does a guy need to gain some weight? How does this speed translate? Track speed to the football field. How does that translate? We look at that stuff all the time. And when it comes to Caden Curry, he came into Ohio State Started doing some workouts that he hadn't done in high school. Started getting the core and strengthening up, strengthening up his, his midsection, his abs. And also, he realized gaining weight going into year two may have lost a step. But he's working to get that thing happen as well. Yes, putting on weight is great. But how do you put on weight and keep the speed and the quickness that you possess, which is one of the things that was a lot of fun to watch when you see Caden Curry play the football. When it comes to the fall I believe Troy Malowal and Sawyer are going to play. But I also believe the Buckeyes will need to play Kenyatta Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry, not in a starting role, but in a role that complements the starters and in a role that helps the Buckeyes defense be all it can be. 
in 2023. Coming up next, I will go over and discuss who the best Ohio State running back of the 21st century is. You can catch it here next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Bird Dogs. The weather has warmed up. It's in the 80s, occasionally in the 90s, and we're all trying to find ways to be comfortable in the higher temperatures. Shorts, pants, whatever it might be. Maybe you're a golfer who wears pants. Maybe you're a guy who only wants to wear some shorts. Bird Dogs has exactly what you're looking for. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Once again, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Don't miss locked on NBA draft live on Thursday night. Pick by pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts. National reaction from our NBA big board hosts and live check-ins from inside the NBA draft. Locked on NBA draft starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Locked on NBA YouTube page. So a couple days ago, we came on the show and uh, discussed who the best Ohio State quarterback is of the 21st century. We we talked about Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud and Troy Smith and other Ohio State great quarterbacks. Cardo Jones is in the conversation. JT Barrett as well. And ultimately, we came out and we put the conversation together. Stroud's up there, but he didn't beat Michigan. He can't be in the conversation. Totally glossed over Terrell Pryor. Forgive me for that. Talented quarterback. But I still don't think he was the best Ohio State quarterback of the 21st century. Ultimately, that title to me went to Troy Smith. Yes, Fields was close. Barrett was right there. All three of them are above C.J. Stroud. Yes, he's the most recent Buckeye. Might be the best passer of all of them. However, I had a qualification. You got to beat Michigan. If you don't beat Michigan, you're not able to be in this conversation. That's why Stroud was not in the top three in this area. What about the best Ohio State running back of the 21st century? I mean, Ohio State has been littered, literally littered with great running backs. Think about it. You go from Maurice Claret, you got Beanie Wells, you got Daniel Boom Heron, you got Carlos Hyde, you got you got Mike Weber, you got J.K. Dobbins, you got Master Teague, you got Trey Sermon for one year, even though it was a short season. You got Trey Sermon. Travian Henderson could break out and have another have a phenomenal year. 1,500 plus, 15, uh, 1,500 plus rushing yards, 15 plus rushing touchdowns, add in three or four more passing touchdowns. We can see a great year from Travion Henderson. Buckeyes have been are, are fortunate. You think about Ohio, uh, RBU in college football. Some will say LSU. Some will say Miami of old. Uh, some might say Alabama. You can't have this conversation without looking at the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is why when it came to this conversation, this discussion, this was harder than I thought. Now, my listing of top three that was pretty easy. So I won't say like top three was hard. In regards to everybody else, where does Carlos Hyde? Where do Mike? Where does Mike Weber? Uh, where does Daniel Boom Heron? Where do where does Maurice Wells? Where do these guys fit in this conversation? 
So I'll go back to forward. I got a three-headed monster here. And even at three and two, I think you could say, oh, they're interchangeable. And it makes sense if you want to make that decision. However, number three for me, and this is really, 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 really weird for me to make the statement here. It is Chris Wells, Beanie Wells, Ohio State running back. Phenomenal first-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals in the 2009 draft in his career. 3,300 rushing yards, 30 rushing touchdowns in his sophomore campaign, 1,609 rushing yards, 15 rushing touchdowns, 5.9 yards per carry, a dog. And talk about a, talk about a football brand, a brand of football at this time, that's physical. That you need a guy like Beanie Wells behind, in the backfield, toting a rock. And he did, a, he did it. Oh, so well, consistently Beanie Wells in the conversation. And I maybe should have put him at two. Because I think as we get away from that time period of football and the further we get from Trestle Ball, we might forget how good or how great this young man was. Beanie Wells, to me, has to be in this conversation. Also, the other one to me that I think was easy, kind of a no-brainer, Car- no, 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 J.K. Dobbins. I mean, we, we marvel at the 3,300 rushing yards that <clears throat> Beanie Wells had during his Buckeye career. J.K. Dobbins rushed for 4,400 rushing yards in three years as Ohio State's running back. 1,400 yards in his freshman year, 2018, 1,000 yards, and then whopping over 2,000 yards in 2019 a season. Man, that team was so good. They were so they were so ready, so primed to win a national championship. It's still kind of weird and odd to sit here and say, that team was so good, but did not win the Natty. They were so good, they could have done it. But when it comes to this conversation, I think J.K. Dobbins at one year, 2,000 rushing yards was, was one thing that put him over the top there for me. But um, I should have said, hey, did you have multiple years of 1,500-plus rushing yards? No. Like, I'm not putting that type of, for the quarterbacks, got to beat Michigan. It's not a quarterback. It, you got to beat Michigan. Got to come through in a big game. You got to win that game. I'm not really putting that type of criteria on the running backs because, honestly, I think you're doing them a disservice if you decide to do that. So I don't want to do that with Dobbins. I love Dobbins. J.K. all day. I love Gus Johnson calling the Ohio State games and his uh, ability and his love for J.K. Dobbins. Even after, I want to say, it was the 2019 Big Ten Championship game, Gus Johnson went down to the field, gave J.K. Dobbins his board that he used to call the game because he was just, just so – excited at what and, and happy with the things that Dobbins did on the football field. He felt honored. He, he had the chance to call games that J.K. Dobbins was running the ball in. So I think J.K. Dobbins has to be there. But ultimately, number one, I think this is also easy. He's also the only Ohio State Buckeye that I have multiple jerseys of in my closet. One Ohio State jersey, this young man. The other one, you guessed it. You would know it when I say the name of the team. Dallas Cowboys jersey of Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, to me, we think about best running backs, let's just say in the Urban Meyer era of coaching. Since Urban came until uh, began coaching the team in 2012 until now, you would say Ezekiel Elliott may have been one of the best running backs the country has ever seen. Ever seen. And yes, you got Derrick Henry in there. You got Najee Harris in there. You got J.K. Dobbins in there. 
got other great running backs in there. I mean, I know I mentioned Alabama, and you got Travis Etienne in it. You got other great running backs in there. I still think Ezekiel Elliott might be the best of all of them in regards to the way he played the football in his three years at Ohio State. First year, freshman year, nothing to write home about. 262 rushing yards. His sophomore year, the year they won the Natty, 1,800 rushing yards, 18 rushing touchdowns. His second or his uh, junior year, 289 rushes, 1,821 rushing yards, which was not his career high. Career high of 1,878 happened during his sophomore campaign. 23 rushing touchdowns during the 2015 season. And I will go down and I will consistently make this statement about Zeke. If you give Ezekiel Elliott the ball consistently in the game against Michigan State in 2015, Ohio State has a really good shot of going to the playoff and winning the national championship. They were that good. I will say it. I'll say it again. That loss to Michigan State 2015, that loss was pivotal, pivotal to how that season ended up. Now, you say loss, yes, but man, something changed, changed after that. They should have never called the game like they did that day. And Ezekiel Elliott should have gotten the ball more. Don't have the stats exact the stats in front of me for Ezekiel Elliott during that time, during that game. But if I can look at him, I'll just make this statement. He didn't get the ball enough. If he gets the ball more, looking at a different Ohio State game and outcome in that matchup, he might have a chance for Ohio State to win back-to-back national championships. It's that 2015 team was loaded. Who is your best Ohio State running back of the 21st century? Do you agree or disagree with some of the things I said? Leave your comments in the YouTube comment section here in this video. Coming up next, we're going to discuss an abnormal occurrence in recruiting and if it will impact the Buckeyes and how they recruit in the future. We discuss all that next right here on Lots of Buckeyes. So recruiting is one thing that when we discuss and look at how things are done in recruiting, they're ever-changing. They're changing so much that it might happen too much for some of us, and we have to quickly see, oh, let's take a step back. Let's kind of reevaluate how we view the thing that is recruiting, and let's look and see exactly can we pro- project things to come in the future? Now, this next topic I'm going to talk about, it's not an Ohio State topic directly. I It's not one where I'm saying, oh, an Ohio State recruit, a guy who Ohio State is recruiting, did X, Y, or Z, and this is how it's impacting the team currently. Not saying that. However, there was a recent development, a quarterback that reclassified. From the class of 2025 to the class of 2023, and enrolled early. He's a summer enrollee at this school. I have never heard about this before. Also, I had never heard about um, the, oh, what's his name? What's his name? The quarterback, Quinn Ewers. That took me a while to think, of it, think about his name. The Quinn Ewers incident where Quinn Ewers was working out with his high school team all summer long preparing for his senior year of high school football. The Quint Ewers says, oh, no, I'm going to graduate early. And I'm also going to enroll at Ohio State <laughs> in about a month from now, 
finish up his class, his, his classes, got his credits, and ended up being able to enroll at Ohio State early. Got the bag, got some money, but then transferred back to his home state, and he's now the quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. This story is a little bit interesting because I didn't even realize when I heard that Austin Simmons, Austin Simmons ended up committing to Ole Miss and reclassified two classes. I didn't realize that was possible. I was a person that, when I thought about reclassification, oh, in three years, you can have enough credits to graduate. Also, this guy has, what, a 5.0 or 5-point-plus GPA? I didn't realize that was possible. Now, I am also not going to say I know all the things that go into the GPA process and how that is made. I am not going to say that. I am not that guy. However, what I will say is this. When it comes to this process here, we already saw Ohio State had a guy reclassified, talented quarterback, one of the best um, graded quarterbacks of all time via numerous recruiting databases. Great. Okay, cool. He has the points next to his name. So that was an anomaly. That was odd. I did not think that was, I did not think that we would see that happen when it did. Also, in reality, skipping two classes seems weird, man. Now the state is 17 years old. But you have a couple more years of growth going on, a couple more years of maturing to happen. So for you to reclassify now and then enroll at Ole Miss, and I don't know what I don't know what's going on down there. I, I don't know what um I, I don't know what if they need a quarterback. I don't know if they don't need a quarterback. I don't know. I don't know if the money is so big and the bag man saying A or the NIL collectors are saying, Hey, you come now, we got this for you. I don't know all any anything about that. But what I do know is this. Ryan Day, the other Ohio State coaches, better be ready for what's to come. Because if you think that uh, the Buckeyes that are going to have to uh, encounter and deal with players taking six, seven, eight, nine official visits, once you can take unlimited official visits, which goes into effect July 1st, if you think that that's going to be a wrinkle, think about a player you're recruiting. 2025 cycle, DN, linebacker, safety, it does not matter. Offense, defense, don't matter. Let's just say this guy is saying, oh, I want to reclassify. Go from 2025 to 2023. Let's say it happens now. Not saying it's going to happen, but let's say it happens now. And I also have to realize, say, hey, man, we really don't need you. And we're starting to question if you're the kind of guy we want on our team and on our roster and our locker room. If you're making this type of decision right now, I have heard people say things about Dylan Rayola. Dylan Rayola went to this school, went to that school, went to this school, went to that school. I I, I know he's went to a, he's going to go to at least three schools um, in four years in high school. I think I heard he went to four schools. He's going to go to four schools in four years. That's a question mark. Guys that go to that play for multiple prep schools that are basketball players, and all of a sudden they're gone. They play play at three schools in four years. People, if I'm a college basketball coach, I wonder what's going on. So if this is a if, if this is an Ohio State thing, be very careful. Don't be alarmed. This can happen. I would never, ever, ever advise anybody to skip a year of high school. Honestly, I mean two years of high school. Honestly, I'm very cautious about somebody saying, Oh, I want to skip my senior year of high school. No matter if it's going to a prep school in IMG or um whatever it might be. La Lemure North of me in, in Northwest Indiana. Or if you want to just say, hey man, I want to, I want to reclassify, go to school early, play college football early. 
I would cautious. I would caution anybody to say, hey, buddy, pump your brakes. Are you sure this is the right decision you want to make? Because ultimately, a lot of people, they might say yes. Look back 10, 15 years down the road, they might say, I wish somebody warned me or advised me to not make that decision. I don't know. 2025, can reclassified to 2023 and enrolling now? Woo-wee. You know, recruiting was crazy as it currently stands. It just got crazier by this decision that Mr. Simmons made to reclassify two classes and to join the Ole Miss Rebels this summer. Out of here on a Wednesday. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow discussing more Ohio State topics. Might have to go back on office tomorrow to discuss things. Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, maybe something in the backfield to kind of hit some more of those summer topics that are pertinent this time of year. Out of here on a Wednesday. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Wednesday. I'll see you next time.